Welcome back! You're listening to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where two brothers try and watch every single sign film ever produced. We're your uh, possessed hosts, Benjamin. I'm your possessed cocksucking host, John. Oh, God! Oh. That was better acting in this film. We, we, at the very least, more faithful to The Exorcist. Slightly. <laughs> um, uh, last week, both of us watched uh, Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. Yes. Which uh, we both decided to talk about it's uh, before an entering this film. interesting film, I'll put it that way. Um, yes. So I'm going to start right now. Uh, the girl clone thing is the dumbest thing Oh, ever. my God. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I don't actually... I can't bring myself to hate this movie. No, it was, it was good. As, it, was a, it, was, it was very generic blockbuster. Though. Until a certain point. And then it goes so off the rails, it actually becomes kind of interesting. Um, but um, So obviously Jurassic Park is something I have a very intense nostalgia for. It's literally the very first movie I remember seeing as a kid. Um, I can quote most of the lines by heart. Um, it's like a really, really big part of my childhood. Pretty much all of the sequels to Jurassic Park have sucked. Um, <laughs> I did, I was, as a kid, I was living in San Diego when Lost World came out. So that part of, at the end when the T-Rex is attacking San Diego, that did excite me because it's like, hey, it's my city. That's awesome. Um, Jurassic World, the first one, I, I did kind of like, um... I did kind of like that they went full cynical, like, okay, the magic is gone. This is an extremely corporatized product in their depiction of Jurassic World. There's even that character in the control room who is basically just the stand-in for Jurassic Park fanboys to be like, man, the original sure, was so yeah. much cooler. Um, I, I, I thought that was really funny. And I liked the little bits of like how like Jimmy Fallon is on like the tour screens in like, you know, the little like, uh, What's it called? The bathosphere. The no, that's the that's yeah, yeah. the no, that's a Bioshock. The thing. spinny ball. The, the, gy- the, 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 the gyrosphere. Uh, yeah, the spinny hamster wheel. And they're just like watching. He's like doing little like Jimmy Fallon antics, and the two kids are just bored out of their minds watching it. Uh, just how like it's all just yeah, this is just Universal Studios, but dinosaurs. You know, uh, just the just a cold, cynical look at what's become of the whole the glorious idea of Jurassic Park. So I thought in a, in a meta sense, it was actually like really funny for that. Um, this movie, like yeah, I can, so I understand why people hate this movie. I totally understand why people hate this movie. I haven't actually watched any reviews of it, but I've seen the thumbnails on YouTube. And so it's, it's clear from the titles alone. It's like, Oh yeah, people hate this movie. Um, it was visible and like noticeable audio annoyances but for the audiences in the theater is in oh really there's numerous times where people would be like ugh or come on <laughs> things like that uh i didn't get that actually i okay so i saw this at like one of those like really cheap movie theaters it's like it's a really old movie theater where um it's only like two screens uh so like one of those really old-fashioned movie theaters with a uh so it was with a weekday family crowd i i went on like for like a matinee showing because i'm a cheapskate and 
Um, so it's like lots of families, lots of kids, and they actually applauded at the end of the movie because because they were uh-huh. all just there for a good time. They were just kind of for like sure. that was the guy I'm right the guy right I'm right next to when the one the T Rex is stealth killed for the second time. The guy oh next my God. to yeah, yeah. Well, the guy I was next to said fuck off. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> which uh, I had to stop myself from laughing. Uh, the fact when the moment when they actually revealed that the little girl was a clone the entire time that was I like cracking oh. up by accident, <laughs> and then I was trying I was trying to giggle because I I came to this conclusion a bit earlier that that was going to happen, and then and he, he gets too killed by a, to... a random dinosaur out of nowhere, and I start laughing uncontrollably. Fletcher's uh, my brother Fletcher I was with also was sort of looking at me annoyed. Oh my god. Um. The um, yeah. uh Everything in this movie happens because someone does something incredibly stupid. That's like how every sure. everything happens in this movie. At the beginning of this movie, the Mosasaur escapes because they leave the gate open. He gets eaten by the T Rex because they're all like, "Oh, the dinosaurs are probably dead." And there's a they later on we find that there's a system they can activate to track where, the exact locations of all the dinosaurs. And for some reason, no one thought, "Hey, let's turn that on." Just to make sure everything is actually dead. So let's not just take that as a given. But no, they just assume that. And then of course, when uh, Great White Hunter guy uh, opens the the Indoraptor cage to collect the tooth, and like you know, it's just like oh, just a big dumb idiot. Oh, yeah. just everything in this movie happens because they're like, Duh, what could go wrong? <laughs> no one has common sense. We're talking about dinosaurs. Well, I know, shocking. I know for for so. On a more important scale, I think the whole reason they made the girl clone thing is so that she then later presses the button to let the dinosaurs out at the end of the film. Which was uh, genuinely disappointing for me because when... They're alive, just like me. Oh, boy. Oh. Um, and more importantly, uh, it's just me or did I not actually care if the dinosaurs lived or died or not? I, I wanted, like the, the I wanted them to die. The okay, absurd. that's the thing. That's why that moment where the little girl releases the dinosaurs, that's why they disappoint me so much because for a second you think, oh, they're going to actually let them die. And I was like, okay, this is actually kind of a bold choice because so much of the movie has been like, like Jeff Goldblum's thing at the beginning is, yeah, let the let we we have to uh, let the uh, dinosaurs die. Uh, Can I just say, really disappointed the lack of Jeff Goldblum. Uh, seriously, so he shows up for like two really short scenes, which are all in the trailer. Which were all in the trailer. Pretty much, like, like I would say uh, three quarters of the lines he speaks in this movie are in the trailer. Um, yeah, that was that was a total that that was a total uh, uh, bait and switch. Um, yeah, very disappointed by that. Uh, but but like I did think like okay, the the moral is this: is what happens when you fuck with uh, genetics with biology? You know what? Let this die. And like Chris Pratt has that moment where he goes, "If you open that door, there's no putting this thing back in the box." And she. Well, even still, he kind of is. There's only like thirty dinosaurs. Total. That's true. I mean, yeah, I they're know. they're gonna get killed like in like Very in like two days. But they're gonna get like tracked down and, and all. But the killed. concept, I would say, pushing that button is insanely selfish. It's like a goal anyway. Because think of like the sort of environmental impacts letting the the dinosaurs out in the first place too. Mm. 
Because the tier, then we see the end movie, the T Rex. They shouldn't even the still be alive. They should have all trampled each other like in that yeah. in that room. There's no, no way. No, they're too focused on murdering the the last remaining humans outside, <laughs> for whatever reason. But yes, the T Rex then kills presumably every animal in the zoo. He then attacks the end. I'm going to assume that, yes. Uh, he eats all the animals in the zoo. The raptor, you know, scours uh, the, the, the foothills above some suburb. Um, probably, you know, probably killing the occasional person. Definitely the occasional, you know, house pet or coyote. Uh, pterodactyls attack Vegas. Yes, and... Yeah, that's the post credit scene, which I wanted to talk about. I mean, what's there to say, uh, really? Okay. No, okay. The third movie is going to take place in Vegas. And I guarantee there's going to be a scene where the T-Rex is going to knock down the Statue of Liberty. Okay. Guarantee that's a scene that's absolutely going to happen. That's the whole point they're having in Vegas, so they can do that scene. So you think all the dinosaurs wind up in Vegas, not just the pterodactyls? All of them. The re- they're gonna have some. They're gonna have some reason why they're on Vegas. Just so they have to see the T Rex knocks over the Statue of Liberty. Oh man, it kind of reminded me a bit. Hundred percent. Kind of reminded me a bit, a bit of the uh, Godzilla remake. How there, there's the uh, yeah, the uh, Muto. Sure. That's the one that 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 stomps through Vegas. Uh, yeah. This film was fun, but definitely disappointing. It it was, was weird. Su- it was just really, really weird. And I was surprised how little they were on the island in the first place, actually. Because only like one fourth of this film's on the island. The rest. Oh, I, like, I'd say it's more uh, than that. I'd say I'd the- say it's more than that. It feels like the first half of the movie. I think like like, the, like that's the funny thing that like the, the 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 two halves of the movie feel like different stories. The first one is mm. about get to the island, save the dinosaurs, and the second half is dinosaurs in a mansion um yeah slash secret underground complex right in the mansion um also i don't think dinosaurs would make good soldiers either right so this whole here's the absurd thing is that the fact is is that you have to point a gun at someone and shoot a laser to get the dinosaur to attack them is that the same thing a it's sniper would already do, though? <laughs> you already pointed the gun in the person, so we're already in sort of a, you know a defenseless position. Um, now there's so much like okay, so here here's here is my take on Jurassic World because I remember um, I remember Dad actually commented on this the the how like the big idea in in the first Jurassic World is that there's a military contractor who wants to breed and train velociraptors to use as weapons and i remember yeah. dad saying um uh that's an insanely stupid idea and i sure, and i because... and i but then i said yeah but the military industrial complex is an insanely stupid system there's so oh, sure. much fucking money that gets put into that you could really like you could really put one over some like venture capitalists and be like no yeah totally this is this is the future of military this is the future of weaponry so i could actually see a, a, a scenario where like you like have genetically engineered like you know monsters and be like and and they try to sell some like venture capital 
lists on this. Um, I mean, because, like, my God, the number of stupid ideas that have come out of the military-industrial complex. Like, oh, we'll have surveillance blimps. You know, blimps. <laughs> the most reliable of aircraft. What could go wrong? Um, or, you know... Um, Not... Or having hey, trained now, dolphins to neither, find mines. No blimps or zeppelins have ever crashed before. It never happened before, except for those two giant surveillance blimps that they built for the program, which both crashed. <laughs> I can't think of a single time an airship has ever crashed before. Oh, no. I can't think of any any major event that was, I, I know, can't think of some kind of, like, famous incident that people make reference to, like, say, like, a rain, like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, nothing. Ne- yeah, man, <laughs> nothing's ever happened in Germany or anything. It, there, or... No, no, no airship disaster has ever evoked the humanity of the situation. Uh, but dinosaurs, though. But dinosaurs. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about this film. Uh, oh, I was. I got really okay. So th- this kind of stuff never annoys me, but it actually got to me in this movie. The inconsistency in the strength of the dinosaurs and oh, this tell me about this it. namely comes up the 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 moment that got me is when the indoraptor is chasing the little girl for the mansion and she gets into the uh dumbwaiter uh which we saw her earlier and she's trying to close the door and this is the callback to the kitchen scene in the first movie with the raptors where like she's she gets into the kitchen cupboard and she's trying to close the door and she manages to close it just in time and the raptor as it turns out was actually running at her reflection in the 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 cupboard opposite and so bangs its head against but anyway so but this is but here's no there's no reflection she's actually trying to pull the dumbwaiter closed and she manages to get it closed in time and the interruptor's head like bounces off and like you know and then she she you know goes up the problem with this is that we've seen this this creature crash through everything every like every wood surface glass windows fucking everything in like the five minutes prior this is a wood door and he yeah. just bounces it's a very off strong of it. wood door. it's insanely strong he wood starts door. scratches off yeah it's just like light scratches when he scratches it it just goes boom right off it and like this is like he's been chasing them around and like just blasting through like wooden staircases oh that was, no sorry that was a wrought iron uh, uh staircase that like he like pried apart and like and and ripped his way through um and and yeah no just the the complete you know i'm disappointed oh you can finish no no i i was finished my thought um you know i'm disappointed they never showed how intelligent raptor is raptor is compared to the normal raptor the interraptor what they should have done was the girl should have hided in a a wardrobe and the the interraptor came up and then grabbed both handles and opened up at the same time Which shows how more intelligent the raptor, is, the Indoraptor is compared to the normal raptor, right? If the Indoraptor was more intelligent than the Velociraptor, I feel like it would have actually caught the girl. No, no. See, it opens both the wardrobes at the same time, though. Both wardrobe handles. That's how smart it is, right? It really should have done it, it. Sees the girl in the bed, and it takes its fucking time. Hey, why does she hide in the bed in the first place? Why does she hide under the bed? She hides on the bed with the covers. On the bed with the blanket, full fucking sight of the window. Uh, what else happened in this movie? 
Um, I don't know. The whole auction thing is sort of weird. Oh my how god! Little, oh my god! How little oh my god! The auction sold? thing. Oh my god! Okay, I forgot about this. Uh, so watching the auction scene, I like how it's got the ticker, the electronic ticker that shows how much money like every like they've made yeah. over the. It, it reminded me of the auction scene from Mouse Hunt. Oh. Like it's nice just it, if I don't like I think it's because like it had like very like um. Like like very generic numbers. It was like you know twenty five million, twenty six. Like every, it always goes up by like one million, you know. And then like uh uh you know you have this like constant ticker. And then of course like the way it all goes wrong at the end. Like I don't know why, but for some reason it just it really reminded me of the mouse hunt auction scene. Well, uh, an auction scene that is meant to be silly. Are these dinosaurs cheap, by the way? Like, like. Like was it two hundred two million dollars for like a dinosaur? Uh, yeah, that feels a little low. It's like one of a kind. Literally the last of its kind on Earth. You can, like buy a more expensive yacht, that's around the same price of the Indoraptor. There are paintings that go for like like fifty to a hundred million dollars. Like I mean, yeah, for a dinosaur, this like this seems a little low. I don't know. I thought the whole goal, the whole clone, to go back, go, no, to go back to the whole clone thing. Um, it's, it's still really pointless, though, right? I don't know why they introduced that. It's because it's an interesting discussion to make because it it presents a certain topic never discussed before in Jurassic Park, which is cloning things that are not just dinosaurs. But then they don't explore it at all. There's only it's, the closest it's, they came to this was in the first Jurassic Park, when John Hammond, when they're all having the argument over lunch before they actually do the tour, and Jeff Goldblum objects to what what he's done, and John Hammond goes, um, uh, "Condors, if I had if I had created, uh, uh, if I had, if I if I clone if I created." Uh, a bunch of California condors, an endangered species. You wouldn't have a problem with that. And Jeff Goldblum goes, "No, let's be clear. Co- this dinosaurs are not a uh, uh, animal that was brought about by that was not the, whose destruction was not brought about by the creation of a dam uh, uh, or human actions. Dinosaurs were selected for extinction by God." Um, so that's the closest that I think Jurassic Park has ever come to sort of addressing that question of what what would the moral implications? Why is the moral implications of dinosaur clo- of, of creating dinosaurs different than it would be for modern day species? Well, it's because they're alive, just like me. <sighs> hey, to Jurassic Park two and three are Jurassic Park two and three canon in Jurassic World? Uh, I don't know because. What happens to the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park three and two? Well, or... the pro- well, the thing is that's a different island, so yeah, that can, which that can stay, which is, conf- which is confusing. That can stay canon um, within the the real Jurassic World because it's just a different island. Like the island Jurassic World is Isla Nublar, which is the island from the original Jurassic Park, but right. it's Isla but... Sorna Site B that is in Jurassic Parks two. But and do all those dinosaurs then die because dinosaurs are going extinct? Like, they're all going to die on the island, right? On Isla... So does no one know about the dinosaurs on the other islands? Uh, oh. 
Shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I guess I guess they must. I oh yeah, you're right. Shit. Okay, yeah. So I guess I guess that Isla Sorna like, has. Are they just not canon? I guess Isla Sorna has know? been written out of the canon. Yeah. Unless um. Unless uh, the only other possibility is that all the dinosaurs in Isla Sorna were moved or killed or something when they created Jurassic World. Like, mm. when they rebuilt Jurassic Park into Jurassic World on Isla Nublar, maybe they took the dinosaurs from Isla Sorna and transported them to Jurassic World, or they came up with new ones, or who knows. Because it's the same T-Rex, right, from Jurassic Park. Yeah? Uh, Is that what it's going for? It, it's, a, it's the same T-Rex? It's just a T-Rex. It doesn't have no, no, no. Thing. I'm pretty sure it's the same T-Rex. I'm pretty sure the fact you state this. But I mean, does it? Why is it has the same scar? Uh, Jurassic World T Rex has the same scar from Jurassic Park T Rex. Really? Yeah. And that's different than the T Rex in in Jurassic Park Two. I have no idea about the the, the dinosaurs in two or three. Hmm. But it's the same T Rex. Don't don't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the fact that it's lived so long. Well, we don't know how long T-Rexes live. Sure. Wasn't that scene where uh, the dinosaur then got killed at when they leave the island? Wasn't that tragic? <sighs> such Did that make you such sad? Such fucking forced bullshit. No, don't you see? It was dying, though, because it got killed by the lava. I liked how the volcano was just, like, ready to go when they got there. Like the Oh, dude, man. They s Chris Pat died many times over due to how close he was to that lava. Oh my god, yeah, he should have... I forgot about close. that. He should have burst into flames being that close to the lava. Although it was a <laughs> funny... Way it close. was kind of a funny scene. I, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but, but yes, I mean, realistically... Oh, the part... Dude, dude, the part where the dinosaur's attacking them, and when they're in the base, and the base is being covered in lava, the dinosaur tries to get to them, even though they, he has to get past lava. Right. The, what what he's animal so fucking is that desperate for food that like he's like oh he also gets hit by lava yeah, and yeah. He just kind of shakes it off it's just like he should be dead that should have killed him <laughs> he just he just continues attacking them too even afterwards which is like i don't know it seems sort of fireflight there well i like how like as like they're running down the hill from the from the like ash cloud um they're like they're, all the meeting dinosaurs are still like looking at them and being like, "Oh, I could eat them or something." It's just like yeah, the amount of times the T Rex stealth kills something is absurd. Oh man, it well it, the T Rex it, always comes out of nowhere and attacks someone. Well, it's like the uh, um, it's it's like in the first movie when the like at the very end when the T Rex saves them from the raptor by like lunging and eating them and of course people have always pointed that out it's like wait but I thought this thing made like earthquakes like you know yeah. like it walked so that's always been like an inconsistency people have like noted well, more but also been like is that... ah whatever it's cool you know I know but none of the people seem to have vision like cone vision cones they always seem to look straight forward at all times oh yeah they can't like look to their sides ever. To see the T-Rex right besides them. Okay. I, I think that's enough about this film, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Would you recommend it? Mm, uh, I mean, I granted, money granted a, a, anyone who's listening to this has probably already seen it, but... Um, sure. I wouldn't spend money on this, but I'd probably watch a DVD or Netflix. There you go. So. But you did spend money on this. Yes, we both did. <laughs> 
Well, I, I only spent $6, so... Yeah, same here. Um, but you know what I also didn't spend money on? Uh, what? It would never... Uh, Exorcism, the possession of Gale Bowers. Uh, the the Asylum's Exorcist ripoff. Yes, well, it's, well, it's, uh, I guess it's more ripped off Exorcism of... What is it? someone's rose uh but i think that's in title only when you actually watch the movie it's clear they're trying to do the exorcist yes and uh we have a special guest coming in uh a returning guest <gasps> even Ooh. for this our uh, first returning guest but we've only is, had one uh, guest so who could it be it's our dad <laughs> hello hello Hi. hey dad hello what do you think of this film? I I thought it was um, kind of set up some some very exciting sequences that never came to be. Yeah, this was uh, Which, th- this was like this is interesting because there were moments where I'm like, oh damn, this is like this if in the hands of someone else, this could have been an okay movie. Like this is like almost like. Like, okay, compared to, like, the last few movies me and Benji have watched, which have been just complete, like, dog shit from beginning, middle to end, <laughs> this one is, like, oh, damn, like, okay, it's, there's, it's almost okay, it's almost competent, and then, of course, because it's an asylum film, it has to go off the rails very shortly, um, but um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad we picked this one for you to uh, to join us on because this was, um, yeah, kind of like a oh shit. What was the what was the last one we did? Oh, King of the Lost World. No, no, the, with Dad. Oh, Evil Eyes. <clears throat> evil Eyes. Uh, kind of <laughs> like Evil Eyes. It's kind of like oh, there's almost something good here, but no. Yeah, glad you're joined again on another devil themed <laughs> movie. It's yeah, yeah. We bring it, it back next devil theme movie. The, yeah, There's a lot that, of them. That makes me happy that that I, you know, that that I'd be part of that. It's that's I didn't think of that, but that actually holds up because um, th- this movie did not have much in the way of like say special effects and what special effects they should have um, created uh, through acting and tension and things like that were we're all like they're all ready to go and you know and yes it would still be cheesy but it, it could have it, they could have done a lot more this movie did have one of my favorite uh moments of an asylum film we've watched so far though and obviously i'll talk Ooh. about it when we get there but cool I really enjoyed that first scene where the guy's eyes keep moving back and forth. Yes, yeah, so let's start. Let's start with it now. Yes. So this movie begins with creepy carnival music playing, we see our exorcist. I'm not, I'm not joking of, about that. By the way, that's literally the music that plays. That was literally. There. It, it was, yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, most, so the most was, stock piece of music ever. You see, like a a, a a carnival Ferris wheel in the background lit up at night, and then there's a guy who like lights up a cigarette, which is our exorcist, and. And um, that's the yeah yeah what what is he he's not really well this he, whole opening scene is a pointless. circus exorcist <laughs> like he's he doesn't seem... <laughs> he's a grim man in an otherwise uh, uh, oblivious world <laughs> he he has a tent at that carnival where he performs exorcisms what's weird is so at the start of the scene he's in a carnival he's smoking a cigarette 
and this brings the color then we cut to him entering a house and now it's sort of a sepia tone yeah like okay so this <laughs> opening shot i was like wow it's really grainy there's lots of shadows it's a little reminiscent of the exorcist it has a very like old grainy look to it and it's not like it's not subtle per se but it's like somewhat understated in the cinematography compared to your usual asylum film. Um, so I was like, oh, wow. And then the credits came on and they're like, it's like Times New Roman. It's just one name at a time. It's it's like the, the music isn't overblown. Again, very unusual for an asylum movie. So, I mean, here, this is the thing. My standards are just so low that like even this like barely competent like opening shot i was like oh okay this maybe this could be good but then (laughs) well he's so he's in the house to basically exercise a woman there Mm -hmm. um we get a bunch of really confusing sort of fight scene imagery uh where he's trying to you know okay again again classic thing with these sides so like he's like tied down this woman like with bindings to the bed and then she rips him off again i don't know why what what the asylum's obsession with characters being able to rip out of their bindings uh is but rips him out (laughs) it's dramatic uppercuts him and you know makes a growl noise and that's where i was like oh nope never mind it's class um, in this scene there's, there's no like uh voice audio yeah it's like only sound effects it's just rain and the monster noises. Which is sort of interesting, but doesn't make a lot of sense. He's, he's obviously it's moving just, his mouth. So he's obviously doing the exorcism. He's like, you know, he's doing the power of... the audio is really shitty? He's obviously saying, actually. you know, the power of Christ compels you, the power of Christ compels you, but but you can't hear it, so... What if the audio, what if the audio is just really shitty in that scene? And they just, oh, they just they forgot to it. record it? Yeah. <laughs> they were just like... <laughs> or just, it was, they didn't want to redo oh the scene. Oh my god, like they shot the scene and they were like hey, we forgot to turn the mic on. Like, oh, shit. Like, they, they shouldn't have done foreshadowing at all of anything. It's barely this foreshadowing. Well, this whole scene's pointless. Oh, I don't mean foreshadowing in the plot sense. I just mean that it's really stupid to start this movie with, like, oh, um, no, but it sets up my But it sets up my favorite thing. Which is? We'll, 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 get, we'll to get to that. Oh, okay. We'll but, um, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's there fighting him, and then he eventually grabs a like a small like I guess blade. What looks like well, it's a blade, but what looks like a like a letter cutter. It's it's got a giant elaborate like gold handle that's all spindly and everything. It looks all like over the top. It's yeah, <laughs> just imagine a letter cutter because it's what it is like a, a stylized letter <laughs> cutter. One of those insanely cutter. overdone like you know glitzy stupid letter cutters. And he proceeds to try and stab himself, but he sort of doesn't have the will to do it, and he drops it. Ah. And uh, I can't actually remember how he defeats the woman at the end. Though. They just kind of like tackle each other. She like claws his face, and like I guess like gouges his eyes out, and <laughs> lots of lots of eye gouging. Yeah. Lots of eye gouging in this movie. <laughs> and he does eventually defeat the woman, and then we quickly cut to the present after that happens yeah the really boring present yeah la um, 
It's supposed to be Florida, actually. Really? It is Florida because, yeah, the guy, no. I, I caught the yes. license plate on the car. The description also says Florida. And oh, shit. This was, this was filmed like in L.A. Well, of course it was filmed yeah. in L.A. That's like a fucking yeah. palm tree in front of, like, you know, like a Catholic <laughs> mission. I'm just like, of course yeah. this is fucking L.A. Yeah. No, it's Florida. It, and it's got, yeah, like, a California does. bungalow is, like, the house they yeah. live in. Like, it's so fucking L.A. Well, they have those in Florida. I'm, just, uh, I'm yeah. sure they, uh, I'm sure they do. But we meet our possessed. Just, just go with it. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, we then meet our possessed uh, antagonist and uh, protagonist. Pro- protagonist. Both yeah. of them. Uh, who's living with her sister and her husband uh, after her parents have died? Right. So this this girl for some unknown reason. This girl is what she's high school age. And Maybe she wants to go to college next year. No, she, so. that makes her yeah. high school age. She's, she doesn't want to go to college. She doesn't yeah. want to go. To college. Yeah, well, that's she's, it. She's mad about that, and and her, her mom is a deeply unrealized character in this because her older you know, her older sister, but and now her her sort of. St- oh, that's right, right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't call her a mom. But he, person but the taking th- on the mom role. It's confusing. And, well, let's get to that. Yeah, um, it's confusing <laughs> because see- she looks a lot older than her. Oh, so she yeah. she looks. Like I thought everybody looked way too young in this movie, actually. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I thought, like, she looked way older than, like, both her husband and her younger sister. Oh, yeah. So, like, I was like, I could believe her as her mom, but I couldn't believe that guy as her husband. (laughs) Oh, that guy. Oh, man. Yeah, um... We see the sister put up a cross, and this, I'm sure this would not be plot related at She's all. Catholic. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, if a cross appears on the wall at the beginning of a play, it will be used at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it it uh, it's an old adage of Chekhov's uh, talking about exorcism. <laughs> Yeah, we got this sort of great scene of them eating pizza after they just moved in. I, and that she's actually, like, I think we should eat pizza every day. And the sister's all like, "That you can't do that. No, no, no she said, no, it's, it, the line's worse than that. She goes, that's not funny. Oh. <laughs> I remember that. I, I loved that That part, actually, yeah. I did find that a little heartwarming because that's literally what we've done every single time we've moved. Oh, we've yeah, like, of course. We've, our first, our, 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 it's a tradition, our first, uh, our, uh, the first meal of any house when you move in is pizza because of course you don't have groceries so that's the first thing you get so i was actually re- rather like heartwarmed by that and then they started talking and i was like oh fuck you all pe- you people all suck <laughs> yeah um so this is where the, the argument over wants ha- gail to go to catholic school the, the catholic gail Academy. hates catholic school and doesn't want i, I can i can't either. imagine why i can't imagine why the <laughs> catholic church has shown nothing but respect for minors i can't imagine why you know some a minor would have an issue going to a catholic school did i mention gail hates jesus too yeah she's she's not she's not on board with the religious stuff but honey those those uniforms are so sexy <laughs> Goodness. My favorite line in this is uh, when, like, she, when um, uh, I think the guy mentions, like, look, you got to do it, and then you go to college. And she goes, I don't want to go to college. Um, and she mentions uh, taking the GED, and he goes, don't be stupid. You can't get into college with the GED. Uh, Fuck you. That's all, how I got into college. Did yeah. I didn't go to yeah, high school. I took the GED, and then I took the ACT, and then I went to college. That was it. You can lies, absolutely lies. get to college I with know. the test. Nothing but lies. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Fuck I, I razzed you. that, too. Clark, that was... was Clark, is that his name? Clark? No, that was her brother. 
who died. Is, isn't that Clark? No. He didn't die. No, Clark was her brother who died long for parents. Oh. Wait. He's an unrelated character, okay, but they mention the every now and then. Who's the husband? What's his name? He should... Yeah, what's oh, the husband? I don't remember his name. Oh <laughs> wow! Oh my god, you don't remember the name. Okay. I didn't write his names down. I have the I have Gail, the sister, the exorcist, and the husband. Okay, then the husband. <laughs> Fuck you, husband. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember the names. This is amazing. I never. I can't remember. What they they rarely ever said each other's names. It's just because Gail. they said Gail's, Gail's the only one. I'm actually. I'm just terrible at remembering character names unless they are repeated to me over and over again. Same. Like even movies I like, I I just you know I sort of think about what I'm looking at more than you know what their name is. I usually have to look it up. This relationship's weird, by the way, too, because as a sister dynamic, it's weird how much how possessive she is of Gail. Because she's like, I'm gonna make you go to Catholic school, even though. That's a pretty standard thing in these things where this this dates back to like 19th century novels, mm. at least, where you have um, the, the uh, there's a lot of stories where uh, somebody is orphaned and now they're being taken care of by some relative and it might be a, a sister, it might be an aunt or something like that. But there's usually like a bunch of resentment built in over the fact that the person is fulfilling their family duties but they don't really like the person and you know uh yeah that, that it, it's a very standard thing to set to set up um and but it, it is confusing when you have a really poorly written screenplay that you know it's like if you don't remember that little thing about like oh yeah her parents are actually dead and this is not her mom it's just yeah. somebody treating her like her mom and stuff so we yeah. missed a, um, we missed a golden opportunity in this movie to have a um room-esque you're not my fucking mother line <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i know uh yeah, later that night she's sort of she's sleeping in her bed, also which was spooky, scary things happen. Like a <laughs> There's spooky shadows a shadow and things passes fall over down. her chest and it like it looks like a hand and it looks like it grabs her breast and then she like convulses and And then she's sort of sleepwalking around. Is this also the scene where like there's all the um like bumps going up her arm or is that later uh it's a little later i think oh, that's okay. the second possession scene but that's honestly i mean i don't remember it's all pretty early on in the movie yeah you're sleepwalking again aren't you that's it's amazing later. how quickly she's really quickly possessed too in the scene oh immediately like this is the first yeah. night in the house yeah we, we can assume you think about um, the exorcist and it takes them a little while at least to like you know like there's like suspicious signs but you know i think it takes a while for the little girl to show full-on possession tendency yeah it, it doesn't kick yeah. off with that yeah and... she's sleepwalking around and then she goes she basically walks outside uh to the woods out near her house that are there for some reason even though it seems to be a suburbs oh you know yeah, those, I... you know those florida swamps they're just behind <laughs> everyone's house she's lucky she didn't get eaten by a python <laughs> uh, her sister then wakes her and she's like oh I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. you're so cold Gail what happened you're cold etc wow um, you, it, it, you were outside at night it was freezing out there here in Florida <laughs> <laughs> sorry I can't get over this yeah yeah so later the next day uh, her husband uh, the husband then buys Gail a new car. A, 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 a Jeep. Like a Jeep. Yep. It's like a Jeep. And then, 
this is really confusing. Okay, so then her friend, but on the condition that uh, she she goes on the to, condition that she yeah, go to yeah. Catholic, she go to Catholic school. school. It's fucking brutal, man. <laughs> and then Gail's friend comes in. Okay, not no, cigarette. not Gail's friend. Just a random sure? neighbor that they no no. They it, has, it has to be Gail's friend though, because they didn't hang out. Right, that right. Really but weird. in that moment, that's the first time they've met. Yes, this well, is really they, confusing. They bond instantly. Instantly. Over. <laughs> Because then she gets in the car of Gail, and they drive off. She's another, Hi, I have a cigarette. She has a yeah, she's another high schooler with a cigarette, and she's actually got a little uh, like rosary like around her neck. Like, yeah, it's she's a fallen Catholic school girl. That's totally a thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's oh, like, I, oh my God, yes. Again, I can't imagine why. <laughs> and she starts immediately hanging out with her. Um, they're just hanging. They're just, so yeah, they're hanging out together in her room and. I don't know what the relationship is at all. Because she they're moved, inst- right? They're just instantly high school friends. Yeah. Just bonding, having special experiences yeah. They do usually, together. all high school girls, of course, always drink their parents' alcohol and play Ouija. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. the Ouija experience. board thing, I was confused. Okay, the Ouija board thing is weird because she, she mentions, like, she, the 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 uh, Francine. I, re- I actually remember her name, Francie. Uh-huh. Uh, Francie. Uh, Francie. Uh, uh, Francine would have made more sense, but I think it was just Francie. Uh, Francie. <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds like I'm describing someone from like France. Oh, you're so Francie. Um, Francie. <laughs> really stupid name. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, Francie uh, like mentions like, oh, so are your parents? And like, you know, she tells them that they're dead, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then, and then that leads into the <laughs> suggestion about the Ouija board um, as a way hey. to, to talk to her parents. Um, <laughs> and the and, and well, what's even weird though is that she knows her brother because she mentions Clark, and she's like, that's gross. He he's like my brother. Wait, no, but I thought. Okay, wait. Okay, was that the Are husband? You... That's the husband. Yeah, that's the husband. Okay. That's the husband because she flirts. She, she, she implies she that they he died with... though, didn't she, she? She flirts with the husband. No, but didn't she also say that Clark's dead in that scene too? Okay, Clark. No, no. Okay, okay. You're 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 getting hung up on the brother thing. Clark is her stepbrother. Oh, no, sure. no, no, I'm sorry, no, no, brother-in-law, brother-in-law. Clark okay. is her brother-in-law but because did, did she didn't really switch the parents have died in that scene. Then yeah, that makes the most sense. What? Because she mentions the person that she's like, oh, isn't isn't he cute? And she's like, that's gross. And then she also says that they died. But I was wondering if she's then talking about the parents in that scene because I don't think they ever switched. That's just that's just the parents. Clark Clark is the <laughs> okay. brother. They're referring to Clark as the brother, which is confusing because he's actually the a brother in law, not right. not her biological yeah. brother. He's just the husband of her sister. But they keep referring to him as her brother, and he refers to to um, uh, her as his sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just dropping that in-law stuff. We're just completely dropping the term in-law, even though that's kind of important. Yeah, well, they're, they're really close family. Of clearly. Isn't he cute? That's gross. He's a thumb. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is a gross. Like, okay. Well, we've cleared this up now. It, it, the husband's name is Clark. If you want to continue saying that. Um, but anyway, I was gonna say about the Ouija board was um, okay. So, like, 
Firstly, it's not an Ouija board. It's like a crude. It's a satanic <laughs> Ouija board. It, it has it has a, it has a pentagram. A pentagram. <laughs> it has a pentagram. Just like the Parker Brothers version. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. Well, that's looking a that it has a pentagram front and center, which the Ouija, the real Ouija board doesn't have. The other problem with that is that real Ouija boards. So it has the letters and it has the numbers, but it doesn't have the yes, no, and goodbye that real Ouija boards have. Right. It doesn't have the little sun and the moon like figures on the yeah. top of that so yeah, i cool at first i thought like oh they couldn't get the rights to a ouija because it's like a trademark so of course they they came up with their own bullshit like for yeah this is ouija but, uh, but, which spelled w-e-g-e right ouija right board. right but they say they specifically refer to it as a ouija as a ouija board and no I'm like they don't yeah. say a ouija board they say ouija board but, that, but i mean same <laughs> thing same thing i mean like they used the trademark name but for some reason they didn't bother getting the actual product I, I'm not. I'm not too clear on like what the legal thing of. Ouija I looked it up. I, I looked it up it after we watched this because I was curious. And yes, it is a trademark of Hasbro. Hasbro bought has Parker Brothers, a subsidiary of Hasbro, I think now and like. But yeah, Hasbro owns the trademark to a Ouija. <laughs> again, it, again, that. it is just Ouija board though. W e g e. Did you just say well, Ouija? Well, Ouija board? is really the way to do it, and all all it means is we. In yes yeah. and yeah. No, but it in the movie they say Ouija. If you want to avoid trademark, if you want to avoid trademark, you just call this. You just call it a spirit board. The spirit yeah. board. I, I'm, I like serious, that. I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, sure. Why not? That's actually not? no. That's actually the term. That's actually no, like they really. Yeah, of course. There, there were probably. It, it's probably based on something they really used in seances and stuff. Sure. Then they didn't use it right. I mean, right. they they oh yeah. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And they get called by Zozo. No, that's such a <laughs> <laughs> that's a totally different film. Um, if you say Asylum Films, Asylum Films, Asylum Films three times, you end up in one. <laughs> oh my god, that's scary. And everyone who plays this podcast and hears that is already enlisted. No. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, so they, they start messing around with the uh, the Ouija board. Uh, oh! They get spooked by it and run away after some spooky sounds happen. Yeah. No, literally, yeah. it's literally just like a thump and the light goes out and they freak out. Oh my goodness! They should have been a little bit more drunk acting in that. In the Absolutely, they just drink like vodka bourbon what was they're like kids whiskey, and they've just like downed a bunch of stuff yeah you they know? just drink a bunch of whiskey i also like how in movies like parents always have this extremely well-stocked liquor cabinet, yeah, yeah even though they know? just moved in yeah yeah <laughs> even though they just moved in. well none of the power priorities house, man the priorities <laughs> there's no power in this house the power is not turned on yet <laughs> Because the film is constantly pitch black because none of the lights are ever on this film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is the very next scene um, <laughs> where the well, mom objects yet, or is that like... Oh, uh, not yet. Oh, uh, not yet. Because yeah. uh, the, friend th- the friend, I guess, leaves, and then she starts playing with the Ouija board by herself. Yeah, yeah. Again, a thing that just doesn't even work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Although there are people who do that. Um, I'm sure there are, but... Ugh. I mean, it's it's like the if you've ever done a Ouija board, it actually kind of it's interesting because if you're not if nobody's faking and like pulling on it, the weird thing about it is it's like it's as if like the pulsing of the two of you holding it, it actually kind of moves around on its own and it's sort of interesting, and uh, 
and and a lot of times what it produces is totally gibberishy results. Of course. And stuff. But um, but it but um, it's it's kind of funny that like it sort of felt real a few times when I was doing it with with a friend in in junior high school because it was like. It was kind of like moving between things, but then I'd feel like he was pulling it and be like, "Don't, don't pull it," you know. It's like, but uh, yeah, no, it, it it sort of kind of works in a way that's interesting, but it's not completely like one person is pulling it around, you know. Um, if it's well made, I, I uh, the last Ouija board I, I I looked at was like every other board game, they cheapened out on the materials and. And just like how Rebound, the brilliant, you know, like shuttle board type game that I used to love, the new version of that didn't even work because oh. they cheaped out on it, you know, and it was like, shit, you know, this this game was so good and I thought there was going to be one back. Just like the Ouija boards. Just like the Ouija boards. Ouija boards man. are so fun, but they totally Ouija. cheaped out nowadays. Now it's not fun at all. Man, it's the, because, the spirits it's because they don't out. want you to talk to the spirits anymore. It's a... They don't want you to do that. Speaking of talking to spirits, she believes she's communicating for dead parents. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Using the Ouija board. Hi. And she, tells, she then tells the sister about that, and she's like, the parents would never use a Ouija board. They wouldn't I, try to scare you like that. <laughs> they wouldn't scare you like that. That is the dumbest fucking comment. Even, even like, if you take seriously her, like, fucking Christian thing, that is the dumbest comment in the world. It's like, you're you're already on a Ouija board, and so your parents wouldn't scare you by actually giving you an answer. You know, it's like that's the stupidest fucking you know that 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 went unexamined and and it was just really irritating. It's like, but I mean, it I, did very... feel very like Christian movie. It did feel very right. like it, it felt like oh yeah, if Christians had put together a movie about like you know like the dangers of using an Ouija, uh, Ouija board, and I'm yeah. sure this exists. I feel like this is the, the <laughs> that, like that, is a, that is an actual answer. A like a it Christian really is. Would give. And and to me, the big failure of this movie is the failure to combine the genres of Christian warning movie. And softcore <laughs> porn movie <laughs> have both of them. Could in, this be considered just the first sort of fake back film? This, this cri- Christian Mingle can can fund that movie. Yeah, yeah. Could this be considered the first faith film? No. No, like uh, the. Oh, Asylum you don't faith know? Yeah, if, uh, Asylum has a subsidiary uh, uh, of oh, called Faith Films. Really? Is, yeah. Yes. How exciting! Oh my gosh! But I don't think that I, is the biggest grifter oh market ever, God, man. I, That's, no. I would make those movies. I would totally make Faith. Arm- Armageddon's the first like... official Faith Studios film, but is this the first unofficial one? I feel like this ah, might be the first thought. unofficial one because yeah, it feels like right. they're aiming for that. The lesson is clearly like because the 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 girl is like uh, she 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 doesn't believe in religion. She thinks it's stupid, and I I was mm-hmm. actually kind of surprised we didn't get like an ending scene of her going to yeah. church. You know, it really yeah, felt yeah, like yeah, we were going like that. that way. Well, I I think uh, I think the is is the Exorcist. This is based on also the one that turned into the famous movie the exorcist or or not wait what do you mean oh no no, no. okay uh, like the true events uh, inspired is, by this there is no true like oh okay yeah yeah that's all bullshit yeah i mean the exorcist wasn't based on a true incident either so you know i just meant was it based on the same originating story the way they like to do uh, i guess so 
and vaguely in a sort of general sense. Yeah, yeah. I, Not like they I, promised. I they, this is this this, this was kind of the true events that inspired the Exorcist, how they implied it. In the, but this is just based um, on the movie. Scripture. There's there's no like yeah. You know, but it's it's not. I mean, I think the movie, the original I, movie, I the, the Exorcist, movie, is based on a novel. I'm looking it up yeah. now. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Here we and go. I, I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. The novel was inspired by a 1949 case of demonic possession and exorcism that uh, that Blatty, that William Peter Blatty, the author, heard about while he was a student in the class of 1950 at Georgetown University. As a result, the novel takes place in Washington D.C. near the campus of Georgetown University. Ah. Um, but that's all the details I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, later that night, Gail gets possessed again. We got a bunch of spooky, really great sort of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, exorcism scenes where someone's blowing like a fan on her that looks like the skin's <laughs> pulsating. <laughs> that's right. That's oh yeah, right. yeah. The hyper pressure fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that has to be how they did that. Uh, later on, we then see sort of Gail's friend starts getting affected by the spooky ghosts. Gail's becoming more and more depressed and moody and doesn't want to hang out with her anymore, and causes her a bitch. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, she, she just comes over to like collect her, like to like hang out, and and Gail goes like, "Get your real beach board, like out, like you know, get it out now." <laughs> uh, yeah, and then. Gail then, oh, rather, Gail's friend starts playing with the Ouija board and then gets spooked by it and then runs away. And then she later then takes Wait, a shower. Is that what I, th- I thought what happens was yeah. she puts it in her bag and then she hears a noise and then she looks under the bed and gets attacked by something. She doesn't get attacked by anything. She just gets scared by the Ouija board, I believe. I, I think she puts off. the Ouija board in her bag and then hears a noise. Well, at anywho, she then go runs to the bathroom. I guess in her house. And, I yeah, her, she runs. She runs screaming out of the house, and the mom comes out and is like, "Is Francie okay?" Like, you know. <laughs> and then she's this the scene where she's looking inside the mirror, and the mirror starts distorting it her face. It does the Photoshop effect where it's like <laughs> like the, the blur thing where like one part of her cheek gets like really big, and and the rest of the face looks smaller, and she's like, ah. <laughs> And then, so then she then she runs to the shower uh, and starts aggressively scratching her face. She like, starts scratching it out. She like vomits like black ooze or something, and then yeah, and she starts scratching her face off. Well, she, it's awful acting because she really just looks like she's just rubbing her face sort of softly, actually. Oh no, this is all set, done by sound effects. It's yeah, and she then rips out her eyes, presumably. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she dies, and we get and we, ma- mis- we get the makeup uh, shot of like her with her eyes gouged out, which actually reminds me a lot of the makeup in Birdemic, where like you see a guy with his eyes gouged out. And you think this scene would have some sort of importance to the rest of the film, but uh, no, <laughs> nope. they never mention this again. She, she's not really hurt, or no one's ever really affected by this friend dying in any way. This does not lead to anything. Nope. Uh, so yeah, later, uh, we then see the husband drinking water, and, uh, suddenly Gail pops out of nowhere behind and starts trying to seduce him. Uh, this is where he gets a classic asylum here. Yes, this is like, asylum just wants to write porn, like we discussed last episode. But they, but they don't, they want to write porn, but they don't want to pay the money for, like, actual porn actresses. This is like, it's, it's like such poorly done, like, exorcist dialogue. 
it's not exorcist like style because well, exorcist style is like vulgar like a, 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 a girl like a young girl saying vulgar right like, right words, but basically. but here's here's the thing about exorcist dialogue and this is the this is the crucial mistake the asylum makes yes uh in, in the exorcist the little girl possessed by the devil goes your mother sucks sucks cocks in hell and then like yeah. and then he, he and she screams at one of the the priests like you fucking cocksucker but it's not coming from a sexual place. It's just yeah. insults. It's just it's just the girl screaming, hurling insults at the priest. It's not sexualized like at all because that would be weird because it's a little girl. It's just vulgarity. But the asylum, being the asylum, can't just do vulgarity. It has to be sexualized vulgarity, and it's got to be a teenage girl, so it's got to be extra creepy. Well, it it was it was like um, nobody, like even even her sister hearing about it, and it's not and really him listening to it. They it. don't. Yeah, it it has that kind of offhand, like. Like this just might happen, sort of thing that porn has. Yes. It's just sort of like it's sort of like, well, of course you might, you know, have, you know, the 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 person talking to you might all of a sudden start making lewd suggestions in a totally neutral tone of voice because they're reading dialogue and stuff like right. that, you know, with absolutely no sort of feeling, and it's like, okay then, you know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really funny if this, to me if this when, if, when if like yeah if this happened in a real situation like the two pa- quote, parents quote unquote parents would yeah. be like fucking freaked out and yeah, be like freaked what the out. fuck yeah. is what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you like like what yeah it's, instead it's sort of like what yeah. has gotten yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the sister that has a stern talking of her yeah, she's like yeah. What's wrong with you? I can't believe you did that. And she starts revealing like information that um, only uh, she couldn't possibly know. And even when she reveals that information about yeah. like, their oh, sex about their, life, about their sex like, life, yeah, she's like, ah, I can't believe you're saying this. Who told you that? Yeah, yeah, that was did, that was he really told good. you that, like you know, she's it's... like, oh, I can't believe she, he, he told didn't. you that. That's the funny thing. It's like it, it's like there there was no exploration of that because I mean, even later when there's like the again really unrealized confrontation between the two of them right you know, it, it was just like it was like he's just again he's such a f- freaking nothing that he's just like oh that's a, that's <laughs> a confusing uh, thing too is that she she fairly early on is convinced that she is like possessed that like something is wrong but he she also still suspects her husband of like of telling her so she's she's keeping these two things like it one or the other makes sense like but to to she could she could also have like a a, a, just a more emotional and irrational response yes that would be nice that That would be nice you know that would be like that would be like a person actually struggling with something here's the thing here's the thing there there are and again this kind of calls back to the original the the actual exorcist movie it's the it's the insults hurled at the the personal character of the person mm-hmm. that are more effective than the sexualized suggestions yeah. so when she uh when her sister slash mom takes her to bed and like goes like we'll talk about this in the morning like like later on she mentions the the, the possessed uh uh girl gail uh gail uh uh like you know makes the comments about their sex life before that she says you know you were a mistake 
mom would yeah. have gone to law school if, if oh, it was yeah. up for you. And it was like, that's that's much more interesting. That's a much more like you know specific like thing, and like that's also would have been more interesting. Like had they pursued that kind of dialogue more, that would have been like that that would have like at least left open the possibility of for of like the other characters being like she's not possessed by the devil she doesn't know like unknowable things she's but but she but she is like being really horrible because these are things that like gail could plausibly know and they do make for much better like dramatic tension but of course yeah. the asylum being the asylum they they drop <laughs> that but then they can't actually like build up on it it it's just really unenthusiastic movie making and when when you don't take advantage of you know either i mean there's just so many like there's so many ways to go with this there's sleazy ways to go with this there's psychological ways to go with this you know it, it's like they don't they don't take any of the avenues. They, no. they just stick right in the lane, you know, and just kind of like, um, yeah, exorcisms, uh, uh, devils and stuff, uh, you know, marital tension. Uh, <laughs> just you know, throw uh, it in, you know. Just... <laughs> well, so you is that then at the end of this sort of confrontation, uh, Gailden attacks her sister. And this doesn't really change much. She's like, oh, you're crazy. I got to get out here. And she sort of she still treats him like she's, you know, like she's just like ill. She's a different or person. Yeah. She's just, but not like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I I think or she acting has the out. flu. And then she's we have the scene where then Gail acting out, just standard, then... you know, just standard teenage stuff. Yeah, when like you know, when 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 you're out. when you're yeah, when your teenage daughter like forcefully grabs you by the neck and like you know like like <laughs> thro- like forces you against the bed and almost chokes you to death. You know, yeah. just normal teenager kind of stuff. Well, all right, then Gail grabs a knife. Uh, this is a really awful scene. So Gail grabs a knife and starts walking mm. to her parents. Uh, beds who are both already dead oh my god yes and then the scene where they then uh show a mirror of her like doing, it's just using this poking it with a knife <laughs> using perspective to it's look like, like their bloody bodies like all stabbed to shit and, it, and then like you know she looks at like the mirror and it's like her going like poke 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 yes. <laughs> she's yes. holding she's really the knife in both hands the like... most like unenthusiastic motion <laughs> and then she wakes up and has a dream she's you know you dead. know there's Asylum, you know, there's prop <laughs> knives you can use where you can stab someone and it doesn't actually penetrate their skin, but it looks like physical contact is made. These things you exist, use, yeah, Asylum. You, you can you can get yeah. these things. Should should we do a second take of that? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That looked real. I, I've I've got a five hour lunch break coming up. I don't want to <laughs> cut into that. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's all just a dream, though. And uh, later, the parents then, or I guess, yeah, parents sure. Uh, then call. A, <laughs> we can't help it. We yeah. we keep calling them. Uh, they then call a therapist to talk to. Oh the God! The and this therapist, therapist spends a ton of time talking to the. He's uh, useless. Yeah, it's great though because he makes all these sort of he does he doesn't meet Gail until a little bit later, but he makes a ton of generalized statements about her. Yeah. Before he even meets her. <laughs> He's like the Sherlock Holmes of therapists yeah. He merely he merely states you know? that she's probably suffering depression, even though he hasn't talked he's to her. The guy, yeah, he, I have he's, drugs. He's the guy drugs. to be here to say like science has done all it can. He's, he's actually that. Well, there's that, and actually by the end of his scene, I was went. I, I was I was like laughing and going like, yeah, this guy's already violated every ethic <laughs> that any therapist have in like 
two minutes, you know? But then I was like, by the time he was, like, done, I was like, this guy is, like, basically a representative for a particular drug company, and he just shows up and says, yeah, you know, she should take this drug, you know, and that, that's really what he does, you know. It's like, wait, he does just he walk- just, wait, I thought it's the opposite, because uh, I, oh, no. I, I remember drugs. her saying, I remember the mom saying, mom slash sister saying, like, I don't, I don't want her on drugs, and he goes, no, I, I think counseling is enough, like. Yeah, but he also suggests drugs. Oh, man, I, I mean, forgot that, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. totally does. But, so it's so a self-contradictory then- character, okay, shit. It, it, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the worst therapist I've ever seen yeah. in a movie. Basically, yeah. well, it's weird because he then talks to Gail and he's insanely matter of fact of her. Uh huh. He doesn't try to shortcut anything. He's like, "Well, okay, you're uh, most certainly uh, she's got psychosis. suffering from these specific <laughs> incident. You're, you're suffering from these because your parents he's died." He's coming and this to is like very to specific diagnosis without having yeah. actually met her or anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and he's like, okay, she's totally possessed. Yo, you gotta hire an exorcist. He's no, 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 no. That's not he's how. He's from the same carnival that the exorcist. Well, he makes it more matter of fact by like, oh, she's depressed and suffering from allu- del- delusions. The, the explanation he gives is that like, okay, she like grew up in a religious household. She has these. She's obviously been exposed to these ideas about like you know exorcisms, you know possession and all that. Um, a theatrical exorcism could give her the you know fulfillment she's looking for like she believes her like his I, no, his yeah, diagnosis that is that she well, also, believes she also puts herself her stuff up to on be... the roof or the walls too she's really have things hanging on the walls oh, that's as well. right why don't you and have anything she has, hanging she has, she has, on your oh, wall? Oh shit! I forgot. She also buy a TV too. These should it, like it, it, she she asks for it, he, he says like get her like get her some like you know like furnishings or something you know like make her feel at home. Um, and then she asks for well, she says she she suggests a TV. And this is where we get our little poltergeist thing. So we we cross the streams here. We have to get our little poltergeist in our yeah. Exorcist movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Once I mentioned a TV, later... I was just like, oh, fuck, I know what you're yeah. about to do. <laughs> the husband later comes into her room, and she's, like, aggressively sort of, like, shaking in the bed. And then he wakes her up, and she's like, oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, she's convulsing and, like, and, like, like ah, uh, uh. <laughs> And then like, like and then and then he's like just blank face like looks like you were having a nightmare and she goes no <laughs> I was having the most wonderful dream and like and he's like not like he's not freaked out at all like any rational human being would look at this and be like yeah I mean any rational being would walk into the room and be like Jesus Christ call nine one one she's yeah. like she's having a stroke yeah, oh my yeah. God but no he just stands there and watches for a bit and then mm-hmm. it's yeah. like boy you're having a nightmare huh. <laughs> and then and then so then he buys her the TV and it's the shittiest TV. Well, that's ever. when he came with the TV. Oh yeah, it's just like well, it's it's, it's a shitty little poltergeist TV. You yeah, because that's it's, well, it's, this is like 2006. Yes, so. yeah. I think the I think in poltergeist they had a regular television set as their it was like their living room TV and they were in the suburbs. Of, Oh, you're right. Yeah, this is one of those like shitty little like. This is this, this is, is one of those TV. shitty little like we had secondary a second TV like this in the in the early 70s. Oh so this God, is like a 40 right. year old model basically of a television. It's like I got your TV. It's like what did you pick it up on the yard or something? <laughs> oh, so it's cheap. You know. <laughs> it still works. It still works. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so after this happens, uh, they bring a doctor in, and the doctor basically says the same thing as the therapist, get a, get an exorcist, basically, to do it. 
<laughs> and the dad, I could the husband, a good exorcist is something that yeah. I had told many. The times husband then says, "Like I can't, I don't want to have an exorcist in my house." Yeah, yeah. There we go. Always I, that I, angle. I don't believe God or the devil. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All of a sudden, he has a backbone. Um, inexplicably, he has an issue, and. Uh, and and also like inexplicably his wife is not just appalled because she's done all this like hardcore christian talk and then it's like really but you know i guess she's like one of those well the man is the head of the household you know sort of things except again it's just it's just a poorly drawn character and i'm making it more complicated just yeah. to like try to oh, get some entertainment even to, value even to add like you know some <laughs> kind of like a motivation or like yeah. logic to this to, to these characters to these characters is like don't even bother yeah um no i mean you have to bother otherwise there's no fun you that's know? true right after this right after the scene happens then they immediately go up to her room and she's facing a christ-like pose uh, she, yeah, she's, she's kneeling blood. with her arms straight out, and blood is dripping from her palms. <laughs> Gee whiz, something's something's well, wrong. Well, to their credit, they do immediately take her to the hospital, at least. Yeah. Which, then the doctor's like, can we study her for, like, three days? I don't think that <laughs> No, happens. no, the thing the doctor says is, like, I think she had, like, a nosebleed, or, like, it was menstrual <laughs> blood, and they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, we saw I her. I think she had a nosebleed. Well, that's weird. Or that you, does, but that does, period, that does, know? but that, but again, this does beget the interesting possibility that, like, when the doctors get there, when actually, like, you know, scientists look at her, that, like, they're like, oh, it's, it's nothing, and they're like, and th- th- this could be a moment for the, the parents to be like, we saw her. She's like the bed was covered in blood. She was she was like in a crucifixion pose. Like, what are you talking about? Like, look at her hands. And then you could have a scene where they're like, her hands are fine. What are you talking about? And so okay. then then you could have had a really interesting like power of suggestion psychological thing. But no, no, it's it's just sort of dropped. You know. Apparently, Exorcist Two, which was um hugely panned as, as like a terrible well, I've movie. I've heard it's a, it's a horrible movie. Yeah. Well, th- I've, I've also heard people say, no, this is like a really interesting movie that like everybody hated. So I'm, I'm sort of curious about it. The director was actually kind of a kind of an interesting director. It's the director of Zardoz. Ooh, then so like, that so, is going to be a very, anything that guy has done, I'm sure is very yeah, exactly. interesting. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he did Excalibur, which was, which was which now would probably look like a weird warm up for the whole Game of Thrones world or something, but um, he. I would love this, to in, see a, an exorcist movie two, from the guy who you know the gun is good. Like yeah, you know, that that would be I'm sure very interesting. Well, the 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 Exorcist two. All I know about it is that it there's a ton of like taking the Linda. They got Linda Blair to play the girl, and now she's a few years older. And she's going through all of these scientific tests. And so they're scientifically trying to figure out what happened to her. And I thought that part might be kind of interesting. Mm. But the movie was just like, and and it may well be true, the movie was treated as a deep disaster. And it, you know, it, it was pulled from the box office 
pulled, I mean, sorry, pulled from the theaters really, really quickly. And uh, Hey, both these things can be true. It could be a complete disaster and also have interesting ideas. And and also have some interesting stuff in it. But anyway, I was thinking, like, the science angle on exorcism would be really popular in the 70s because at that time there wasn't that whole like the, the one of the weird things about the exorcist being such a phenomenon that like Rick Perlstein played this up really heavily in the the invisible bridge his uh, regular Oh book. yes, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. He 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 played up really heavily that it was like drawing upon these whole ideas about, you know, I don't know who my child is anymore and then also kind of like our modern world has not taken into account the primordial evil of Satan and stuff like I th- that. I think I know? recall Rick Perlstein kind of drawing a very specific uh, uh, comparison between that, like, you know, like, who, who like, that that this isn't my daughter and the... Um, Petty uh, Hearst. Yes, Petty Hearst. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. remember her. Yeah, uh, it, that was one of which, his better which I, Which I, I think I've referenced yeah. in an early episode, uh, I think the War of the Rilds episode of this show. Really? Where it's like, well, yeah, because remember I, I was talking about the... Um, uh, how, how like you know all like alien invasion uh, genre fiction oh, yeah. draws upon very political thing, but I made an offhand remark about like this isn't like the Exorcist, where, where like you know movie like you know like historians talk about the Exorcist as like or cultural historians as like oh well here are the cultural fears representing the Exorcist. It's like no 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 you know these are the, yeah. the, the stuff there in alien invasion genres are much more specific. <laughs> There must have been something because uh, about that that caught everybody because that movie is just not that impressive, but it really like, um, you know, it really worked for for the time. I think they also used sound in that movie in a particularly weird way that was making people really freak out. I mean, stuff. could it also just be like the the just the pure gross out effect of it? Like oh, the whole thing, the whole thing with the projectile new, vomit, yeah, yeah. like that was pretty yeah, yeah. new for the time, right? That was like, pretty new. If you, if you weren't like into like Herschel Gordon Lewis movies or something <laughs> insane like that, you'd hadn't seen things like like that's you know, that's that probably like like half of it right there. Just yeah. like holy fuck, that's visceral. Yeah. It, it's bringing those effects from, and it also also just like having and, having like an eleven year old girl scream, cursing. "Your mother sucks cocks in hell!" Like that oh, probably yeah. had something to do with the popularity. It's funny how everybody knows that that's what she says too. It's it's really it's <laughs> well really they they great. they reference it in this movie, you know. Like, <laughs> yes, they do that yeah. a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but we have a bunch of really spooky sort of asylum uh, bullshit scenes happen oh, up they, next. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some more good old porno stuff. Like, the, <laughs> the, the, the sister and husband finally have sex, and then... But then suddenly oh, God. she okay, turns yeah, yeah, yeah. into Gale. Okay, wait, wait. Bef- Gale. The, the build-up to the sex scene is, like, they're, like, really stressed out about it, and then, like, she asks him, like, why did you tell her about our sex life? And he just sort of has a dumb look, like, what? I didn't. Uh, and then, like, and then for some reason, I guess, like, you know, like, they get really turned on. So, you know, <laughs> that's just when you get so horny, you know, when that you're, was, like... That was so bad. I mean, there was so many lost opportunities again there, you know. It was it was just really, really perfunctory and, and really stupid. Oh, uh, anyway, what happens next? I forgot. Oh, well, uh, after this happens and the weird... The whole weird. I mean, what? I think Gail then attacks them again. I, I and then they, this yeah. is when he finally calls in to bring a doctor in, who then the doctor's like, You guys need an exorcist. And they finally <laughs> call the exorcist. Right. Um, 
What happened? Yeah, yeah. so they're, 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 they're looking at Gale, and then Gale starts floating from the bed, hovering from oh, the bed. Oh, yes. Okay, they bring in. They bring back in the uh, uh, the therapist from earlier. Um, because uh, Clark had gotten annoyed that he had suggested an exorcist and, and fired him, and now they brought him back. But um, this is a reference to there's a scene in The Exorcist where the priest like mentions like, and it's not a, a particularly like dramatic scene like, but he mentions like to the to the mother of of uh, 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 that like I need some like I need some kind of proof that like that I can take to the church to have a, the priest come down for an exorcism and she goes like oh well, like what i was like uh, like like you know does she speak in a language that she would have no way of knowing or something it's not like like they're not there in the room with like you know with, with the little girl there it's just a normal scene but this is that scene but now in the room with the with the possessed girl and all this crazy shit can happen yeah um she yeah what happens uh gail stabs the doctor as well or his therapist with the scissors, with a pair of scissors, yeah. stabs the therapist with the scissors. He should be in the hospital after that, but somehow he's, he's no. I forgot this. It's better. So like she's she's like floating off the bed, and they have like the the crack of like, um, um, is that enough evidence for you? Like yeah, I guess. And then they walk to the door, and then the door slams hey, shut on its person. own locks and then the scissors fly off the bedside table and stab the therapist uh up in like the shoulder blade and and then like and then the mom slash sister like rushes in and like and then puts her hand over her mouth like oh my gosh like you know and and then like they're both standing over uh gail and gail's like uh led the bed and clark's like she's okay and like like you know like therapist guy's probably lost like a quart of blood by this point <laughs> he's still he's somehow totally standing fine, uh yeah so we they finally get the call the exorcist and it's the guy from the beginning of the film yes finally back okay this is and my he... this is my favorite thing in the movie this is my favorite thing in the movie oh my god this is my favorite thing in, in like any asylum film we've seen really recently. any of them go, uh, go for it this is so great this is so great so they're talking to the exorcist from the first scene and he's like got the scars and he's got these like cool guy shades on yeah he and, looks like straight from the matrix or terminator he, and 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 i realized and uh, i didn't realize until the next scene that he was supposed to be blind um, because he doesn't have like so so ostensibly he's wearing these these gla- sunglasses because he's blind, but they're not like the typical like blind person sunglasses where they're like really huge and like really thick. <laughs> they're like circular like cool guy glasses, and he's got this like haircut that's a little bit like you know blade you know uh, and like uh, oh no wait it's blade bolt I forget. Well anyway he's got like a cool guy haircut. And so these two, like, uh, 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 Catholic guys are, like, they're in their robes, they're, and they're explaining, like, you know, the the uh, the seriousness of the situation. They're explaining, like, you know, this is a very serious possession. Um, and, like, um, and then they ask him about, like, the trial of Abraham. And, yeah, it's like, and, oh, and, the trial is, oh. you have to stab yourself to stop the devil or whatever what do we remember what this exorcist well i'll just call him the exorcist so and the exorcist is like explaining what the trial of abraham is to two guys who i presume already know what the trial of abraham (laughs) is but yeah basically it's like you have to you know in the ultimate show sacrifice you have to stab yourself take your soul to save the soul of the possessed i mean Um, actually abraham is is supposed to kill his child yes 
it's and God talks really him out weird. of it. It's, it's the ultimate. It's, it's really ul- freaking inept, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's the idea. But see, the thing is, is the only reason he was gonna kill his child is because god had god commanded told him, him to. to and then god is kind of like you did jk god. jk <laughs> you're good all right i can trust you um, you know you're willing to do it so he i'm gonna explains, keep you from doing it so the exorcist explains what the trial of abraham is and like he explains that that's what we saw in the the first scene in the movie with the previous exorcist that he had tried to do it and then had faltered at the last minute uh, his his faith had wavered. He did not believe that God would. He, he did not truly believe that God would intervene, so he couldn't go through with the trial. But anyway, so while this scene is happening, they're just laying out the exorcist, and I was sitting there going, "Oh my God, are they about to do like a Rambo esque like my exorcism days are over? Like I don't do that anymore." <laughs> We're to bring you, yeah, like, bring you like, back. No, to the field. no, and then like and then like so they they go through all this stuff. They explain the situation. He goes through the ex- explanation of the trial of Abraham, and then like he goes. But I'm retired, and I was just like, I was just like, start jumping up and down, like, yes, oh my god, yes, we have a Rambo esque like exorcist, but you know, those days. We need to bring you in one more time. I told you, sir, I'm done with that, sir. The church needs you. Those days. How do you guys find me? I love this. I love this so much. It's so fucking stupid. I love it. It, It's really great, and 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 again, the possibility for backstory or just oh know, my god like, it would be so great you know the co- you, you can just it writes itself bates <laughs> bates that's his name because because the uh at the oh, last yes. at the last yeah. possession scene uh uh the the, the uh, blood uh, gale spelled out had somehow the blood on the bed had spelled out the word bates which is the exorcist uh oh. last name <laughs> um so so I I'm just oh my I'm god I mean there, I want a movie just about Bates like you know I want like the cardinal that like sir it's the cardinal like you know he's like <laughs> we need you to come out of retirement <laughs> yeah uh, this is so now we've tell just ended the, the big final the scene <laughs> my exorcism days are over <laughs> yeah we sort of ended the big final scene now uh, he finally meets up with Gale and begins sort of the exorcism I will say for uh, a movie called Exorcism it does live up to its promise because I, this was like what like a, a 20 minute scene the exorcist it's yeah. the worst though it's all just the worst okay yeah so but it is truth in advertising uh it, so here's the th- compared to the exorcist like the the la- the actual like the final exorcism scene is like it's really tense it's just like the older priest and the younger guy and like you know with the little girl it's like you know it's really tense and it ends with that like you know ultimate sacrifice of him saying like take me like you know he lets the devil into him and then throws himself out the window to kill himself but it's a really like the whole thing it's a long scene but it's like it's really tense you don't quite know what's going on this exorcism scene it's so long it feels like a boss battle like it has (laughs) recognizable stages that you go through you have like oh this stage is happening okay now we're moving to this stage okay now we're in this stage it just takes so fucking long that you're like yeah it's 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 a bit of a drag (laughs) but god it's so lazy but bates being there does kind of make up for it because just the whole idea of the rambo exorcist is just too good yeah, uh, Bates is a group of three three other priests, and they basically start by praying at her. I.e., cannon that. fodder. 
<laughs> um, the the whole thing where like just saying a bunch of Christian things to oh, yeah. her is like, you know, is the funniest stuff in this scene. That's the stuff that is actually entertaining. Is like, oh yeah, it's just like, just like <laughs> they're, holding up, they're, holding up, they're holding up their like the rosaries. They don't even really use the holy water that much. Like that's kind of an interesting thing about like the exorcism scene in oh, like yeah. the in the exorcist is that yeah. that priest really liberally uses holy water, and when he uses it, he like flicks it, and like it's like literally inflicts wounds on the little yeah. girl. You yeah, see yeah, it yeah. like splash, yeah. and you see like I blood, s- and and there's yeah, like yeah, steam yeah. and everything. It's <laughs> like so it's like he's like a really like commanding presence and like yeah. and so it's like he's like really like when he's doing the 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 motions of god like the, with his hand it's like really deliberate and everything here it's just like a bunch of goofballs who are just like you know like, running around sort of oh and the therapist other. is there the therapist is there for fuck knows why yeah he's also a priest i guess I don't no know. he's just a therapist who he's... knows <laughs> You know, you he doesn't believe in this shit. He still doesn't believe That's in right. this That's shit, right. and he just yeah, saw yeah. the girl levitate off the bed. Now, do you believe me? Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, this whole scene is like a trope after trope after trope after trope. It's like, oh no, then she's she's walking on the walls now. Oh no, now she's attacking them. No, it's worse no, than that. They just she's... they just say, oh my god, she's on the ceiling because they have to because he's blind, <laughs> ostensibly blind. He's like the actor is clearly not blind. Look, she said cocksucker. Whoa, she said cocksucker. How we got Whoa, that? Whoa, guys, we're so different here. It's such a different take on the genre. Who boy? On the ceiling, corn weenie. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, geez, Louise. It's and then so she's she's killing good. she's killing all the priests, and then like the mother comes in, or rather the sister, she comes in. She's like, I gotta save you, and she's like, No, don't let her in. And then and then they fight a bunch, and then the uh, extras find decides to use the trial of Abraham, tries to stab himself if it stop it from happening. Yeah, and uh, he so does so it. yeah. So this is so so yeah. Uh, uh, um, she. Uh, the possessed girl what's her name again fuck i forgot it's gail. literally in the title of this movie gail gail uh um she um she starts like giggling and then the exorcist bait stands up and he since he actually went through with the trial of abraham this time uh he didn't get stabbed i guess god did intervene so that he didn't get stabbed and furthermore he healed his scars and restored his sight. So now his shades are gone, and he's like his face is like restored. Um, and guess what? I'm out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to chew bubble gum and throw holy water, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yeah. I keep um, trying to get out, and they keep pulling me be in. back yeah. in. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he defeats the, she defeats the devil, uh, or demon, or whatever, and, uh, she, so he doesn't she finally comes he back. Should, he should have a cool one-liner here in this, like, he should have, like, a million <laughs> cool one-liners. It, well, should, no, it's... it should end, it should end with, like, you know, like, go to hell, or, like, you know, like, <laughs> you're, you're exercised, bitch, you yeah. know, or oh, just... Nice. <laughs> Um, looks it feels like, like it, summer, look, but I think we are having the fall. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you could use some exercise. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Um, 
Yeah, so <laughs> when she finally comes back, all the scars on her face are gone, and she has, like, eye makeup now. What's wrong? What happened? Yeah, and then I can't they, they then hug each other, and then the film just ends. Yes. That was really that was really. There's no post credit scene or anything. The film just ends with them hugging. Boom. No projectile Which... vomit. Uh, shame on you, Asylum. Like, come on. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing I should be able to expect out of you. Hey, You're gonna do gr- enough. Everybody called that pea soup at the time. Actually, oh. pea soup. Vomit. Sure, sure. It's um, all green. Yeah. This film, compared to every other Asylum film, has like really terrible, um, like I guess uh, cuts and such. Oh, like pacing. Well, like or all the ed- all the other previous films saying. often tend to have pretty well done um, uh, fa- special effects in terms of like I don't know injuries and whatnot. Oh, you're talking about yeah, like like the 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 makeup and all yeah, that. makeup. That's that's, right that's why I was surprised geez. they didn't go with projectile vomit because they're really into that. Like they like in uh, in the other movies we watched, they're like really into their like gross out like effects <laughs> where like you know like someone's like eating someone's guts or something. Like someone showed <laughs> that they show it too much. And, um, yeah, yeah. But this here it's has kind of like that, really this like yeah, this is the movie with like has like the most opportunities for that shit, and they like. They they kind of hold back. Mm-hmm. They do a lot though. Even the scarring on the um, on Gale is really like barely anything compared to the Exorcist film. Mm-hmm. It's really lazy done. She just has some like little bruisings with white pus coming out of it. Maybe there it, there's no projectile vomit. Um... <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the film though. It... Uh, do you recommend this film, John? I mean, like, I gotta say, compared to, like, most of the Asylum films we watched, I mean, I did kind of... I did get some enjoyment out of this did one. You? This was, I, I did, thought, I thought actually. this was pretty boring. Oh, I mean, like, it's, it's It was a better bad than the previous movie. films, for sure. It's a bad movie, but, I mean, I did kind of enjoy it. Like, you know, I did, I did have some fun with it. I don't know if I'd recommend it to other people. I think it's more just at my standards. My bar is so low oh, at yeah, this yeah. point. <laughs> after Especially, watching Legion of Dead. After and, Legion of Dead uh, and... Shapeshifter uh, and, and King, King of, of the Lost, Lost World. World. I'm like, okay, I could. this is actually kind of fun you know again you know um yeah this one and i mean just for like there's just there are a few standout moments that make me go like damn if there was more of that specifically rambo exorcist like if there was more of that i I, this this would be a really entertaining movie um so no i guess i would have recommended but i still this this is probably one of my favorite movies we've actually done on the podcast so far this is probably yeah. like this is probably like number like four or five yeah Do you recommend this i film? could see that i wouldn't recommend it but I, I i got a lot of ideas from it i mean the 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 sort of clashing genres thing all the stuff that that i was thinking about um there's like the possibility for something you could make something actually good with like this materials um and uh, and they didn't you know that it's a bunch of unrealized opportunities basically uh i i i did i enjoyed all the uh potentially smutty stuff they had some gratuitous breast scene in this and, oh but that's, and every it was really weird. that's every asylum that's every asylum film really we, we discovered weird. that every asylum film has gratuitous breasts but they didn't have any gratu- they didn't they had no nudity in the last movie i watched the uh oh the right evil eyes movie there Wait. was there was no nudity in that movie if i recall correctly uh, was they i can't remember i feel like there was but i can't remember. really oh i, I guess i guess i'm I so think, jaded i think I the couple it, has I... sex at one point in that film 
having sex is not like doing a gratuitous breast. Shot. I know. I think that breast thing they they show like no. The, the I think that's up. I think that's right. I, I think I think actually I think that's right. I don't think there were breasts in Evil Eyes. I think I'm thinking of. Um, King of the Ants, which oh, was a movie yeah. that that was that felt weirdly similar. <laughs> King of the Ants is obviously going to have a breast scene. I mean, just <laughs> oh, from the that, title. No, that's full on intercourse in that film. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, that yeah. one, that, one oh, that, wow. that one's the most. They explicit. have genitalia in that film. You know, it, it it actually was extremely common from like the late seventies through the middle eighties for all of these movies to have one breast shot, like. And by these movies, I mean just pop movies. Sure. And then it stopped, actually. It kind of stopped, and then only, like, in an R movie would you have that. You know, but, like... But, I mean, a lot of movies with, like, breast shots actually got PG ratings at that time. (laughs) And then they kind of... I mean, it's in, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High has one of the most famous scenes like that. And, uh... um, and then all like cheesy horror movies had you know some kind of breast sequence. They even made fun of this in the movie um, Blowout uh, by Brian De Palma, which has which opens. Actually, you don't need to watch this whole movie, although it might, for all I know, it might hold up. But it, it John Travolta is like a sound editor, and um, and. It, it shows this like cheesy breast scene thing and then the actress screams and the scream is so bad that they all crack up and, and everybody's like, you need to like, you, you need to work in a good scream into this, you know, and stuff. But it was like, it was absolutely freaking common to just have gratuitous breast shots for like a few years and then it actually went away and, and it became like the mark of, oh, we only stick that in the R-rated you know, movies or cable television, though, took up the oh, slack. Yeah. And then, like, you know, cable TV was really into doing HBO. That. Yeah. Right HBO oh, really, really into like doing that in a big way. And sometimes it actually, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah, there is no particular reason. It It's the difference to me between like, you know, like, like sexual subject matter built into regular movie making versus this kind of like flash shot thing you know where it's like hey titties you know i feel like like, the last like four or five asylum films we've watched have had titty flash shots but i thought it was weird the context because it was like actually it was creepy because they 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 moved that into a murder scene and stuff so it's kind of like okay during the actual sexy stuff we're not going to show any titties. We're only going to show it when like somebody's getting murdered, and that's like, okay, you people are creepy. Well, no, hey, the sex, the sex scene in this movie, the sex scene in this movie where they get really horny, even though they're like super stressed. That one does have breasts, like full. Like, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's right. There's two of them. There's two. That's there's right. two. There's, there's two breast shots. <laughs> yes, there's two. Oh, that's a great. Whoa, boy. Boy. <laughs> I I sure stepped into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I know about breast scenes is there's two of them. Believe Stop it or not, it. though, I mean, like, the breast shots in this movie are actually, like, less gratuitous than the ones we've seen in, like, all the oh, previous movies. Really? Oh, yeah, the wow. One, or, the ones, like, those, the these were pretty gratuitous. The, girl, the woman is just naked the entire film. Oh, the War okay. of the Rilds movie version that the asylum did has a titty shot like yeah, like near the beginning at the beginning where, like, at the beginning of the film where the like main the character's shot. wife steps out of the shower and just like her breasts <laughs> are exposed and it's like not even sexual it feels very like it actually feels really like clinical it's it's yeah. really creepy 
Yeah, well, they trust their audience, apparently. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. They're gonna tune out immediately. If we oh, that's no, this. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We no, about absolutely. That. That's why they stuck it in there in the first like five minutes. They're like, <laughs> well, shit. Once they realize this isn't the actual War of the Rilds, we gotta like, you know, we gotta keep them entertained. A, extremely early in the Onions' career, they did a great story where it was sort of like local man. Um, wonders if he should watch cable movie, <laughs> hoping that he'll be able to see a shot of breaths or something like that. It was really freaking funny, and it just made so much sense in terms of like their whole like uh, oh man yeah. the whole aesthetic of of, <laughs> of that time. It was so freaking funny. Well, anyway, no, I wouldn't recommend it, but I think there's a lot of like. It, it did like it did like jar uh, you know like like stir my mind in terms of you know the unrealized possibilities of you know stupid exorcist stuff and things like that. There's a uh, by the way there's a, there's a song called the Jezebel Spirit on uh, David Byrne and Brian Eno's album that uses a uh, an audio tape of an actual exorcist doing an exorcism and and uh you and uh and what's really interesting is it's it's so much more interesting what that exorcist says in and in in the uh in the song than uh than anything i've seen but it it's 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 really good because he's kind of like jezebel uh spirit of destruction spirit of greed uh, i banned you with something something um her husband is the head of the house here um out jezebel out oh my god and stuff it's it's really great and then like the music suggests sort of like the jezebel spirit like sort of flying around the earth you know it's like it's very optimistic really because it's kind of like yeah the jezebel spirit is out around the world and it's infecting everybody it's great you know Right. Well, I think and gonna... you can hear the woman like breathing hard while she's like suffering and everything. Out, Jezebel, out. Right. I think that's gonna include the episode. Uh, yeah, next week finish. we'll watch uh, Hillside Cannibals. Hillside <laughs> Cannibals. Yes. I I can't imagine what that's uh, ripping off. I I can't I can't possibly figure that one out. Do, are, are Asylum movies gonna turn into like Saw? type movies oh, and for stuff sure. like that. They, oh, must have, they must have done a Saul ripoff. How are you guys going to handle watching that stuff? I mean, that, that <laughs> stuff is it'll so be, horrible. It'll be really, no, it'll be really bad. It'll be, yeah. it'll be, it, it, it will be really like un, uninteresting. Saul's yeah. already pretty incompetent. I'm really excited to see Asylum's even more incompetent take on Saul. Yeah. If yeah. anything, I mean, the Asylum could actually probably improve on Saw because it's, <laughs> it's an incredibly contrived so like, premise it. to begin with. Saw? I've seen the first Saw, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's not that bad. I mean, nowadays, I mean, it's not that it's bad. Actually what what really... happened between then and now? No, I, no, it's just that Saw's are really like boring, like yeah. like oh. contrived, like like premise. Like once you get down to it, it's just kind of oh. like, oh, okay, this is like this stage. Like it's like a video game. It's just like here's this stage. It's gonna end with this. Oh look, there it is. Like it's just the squick factor. That's the only thing with like Saw. Once you get I... past that, it's just kind of like, eh, okay. Oh, I see. I probably took the hype seriously because I mean, I. 
I, I was kind of like, I, I totally avoided any movie that was advertised as sort of like, you're going to watch people being tortured to death kind of movies, you know? It's like, I saw a little bit of like that D. Snyder movie. Um, the thing about the Saw films, friend, all the Saw films, is that the deaths are all really dumb. Where it's like, you gotta saw your own leg off. And it's like, oh no, I'm sawing my own leg off. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it is it is hard to watch, but yeah, I mean, it's sure. but but it's like a combination of like, Oh, this is gross, and then also like, this is getting gratuitous. It's, same, see, it's like, the same thing as uh, like, the Final uh, Destination films too. Final Destination films have so much sort of like there's so much like violent, super violent deaths in there, but it's all kind of dumb. Yeah, I guess I get it because like I don't have any trouble watching those '60s movies with a lot of like weird stuff in them because they're so they're so removed from you know reality that they're not really frightening whereas things like alfred hitchcock's frenzy like i think i would never watch that movie again that actually genuinely freaked me out because it had this air of reality about the killing and stuff in it that it was just like okay that's you know that's that's too much for me you know but like the extremely bad versions of these things actually are well that's the like other thing about saw you, you you say extremely realistic killing that's that's a big problem with the saw movies they're not extremely realistic oh, okay, killings okay. they are yeah, incredibly yeah. staged setups yeah like everything about it you're very consciously looking at something that is staged yeah like everything <laughs> about the lighting the camera rook everything it does not feel realistic i see in any see. way yeah puppets beating up puppets doesn't really <laughs> do me in or anything basically all right well see you on uh, next week thanks so much for having me yeah of course benji Thank you for and being here. john i'm really i'm really it was really fun i know you guys are going to have the vacation soon and everything so <laughs> awesome but right, that, thanks a lot. That probably won't affect the 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 uh, uh, release schedule with these because we're a little behind. <laughs> oh, yeah. who are we? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. I'm sure no one's gonna be able to realize how behind we are. But <laughs> but I will. All right. These Have are weekly one. podcasts, but they're just not releasing weekly. <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're like monthly by this point. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll fix that. Maybe by the time you're hearing listen to this, I've fixed that problem. So, all right. Well, uh, see everybody. That Bye. Was Oh God, he's possessed! Quick, call an exorcist. Oh, I'm better. Who you gonna call? That's a relief. Who you gonna right. call? <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, everyone.